Okay, this is Les with the Les is Made podcast, doing a special coronavirus episode, and I actually have my beautiful co-host slash wife slash life boss with me, and it's gonna be fun, yay! So, I have been doing a lot of photo shoots, even though social distancing shouldn't be getting near people, but, you know, take the opportunities where they come. And I know Lizzie's been spending more time at home, so I don't know what she's been doing. I've been watching some weird documentaries. (laughs) Weird documentaries. Okay. You know, the last time you told me about that documentary was that sleep paralysis one or whatever. That was pretty weird. So I just, I get into these like holes of like, I I fall down a hole of watching the weirdest documentaries I've, I don't know, but the British, the British have some weird documentaries. The British are weird. They're like, <laughs> they're not like Japanese weird when they, because uh, the Japanese have all these like weird sexual things that they do, like dirty panties and uh, stuff like that, or tentacle monsters and 12 year old girls like in the hentais. But the British, they, they have some weird movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know anything about this documentary, so please enlighten me. <laughs> So the documentary that I've been watching, I, was, I, I just, I found this YouTube channel There's a bunch of British, like, realities, docu-series type things on it, and they cover everything from, like, teen pregnancies to kids being left home alone and all these kinds of weird things, and in the middle of all of that, I found two different documentary hour-long episodes of one with ten young girls being left a ho- left in a house all by themselves without any adult supervision and one with 10 boys being left in a house all all by themselves without adult supervision okay so what i envision that happening all the boys are gonna be wanting to play basketball and do like guy stuff and then all the women are just gonna get jealous of each other and they start grabbing hair and punching each other <laughs> so i watched the girls first of They're course all- for both of them they are for both boys and girls, they're around, like, 8 to 10 years old. Oh. And so you got that, like, good age group of... They aren't really teenagers yet, but they're still rambunctious kids and just kind of learning to take care of themselves. And they leave them in a house by themselves with... They say without adult supervision, but they have the camera crew. They are working with them. And the camera crew is pretty much told, you know, only interact with the kids, only intervene if the kids are going to kill themselves. (laughs) Otherwise, let the kids do their own thing. And they're monitoring them with cameras and whatnot. I do have a question. So, since they're kids that are 8 and 10 years old... Do they still, like, have the... They do still do stupid stuff. I'm sure... Oh, yeah. I'm assuming the boys... Especially British kids. I I know this from living over there. British children mature much quicker than American children. So... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. At 8 to 10 years old, they're at, like, the level of, like, a 16-year-old over here. (laughs) Are are you trying to say that us American kids are dumb and don't mature? (laughs) Not that. It's just that they're... British kids are exposed to more... They're, they have a lot more independence at that age. Whereas over here, you know, our parents are still driving us to school and holding our hand the whole way. Whereas over there, 
eight-year-olds are hopping on trains to get to their school all by themselves. They're, they have a lot more independence. So you're saying the British kids are like what the parents were in the 80s and 90s. When yeah. you're eight years old, you can go walk down the street or walk to your best friend's house or go to your school and play basketball, play outside until the street lights come on. Because then if you weren't home, then you got in trouble. Unlike today, where you have these helicopter parents, you know, little Jimmy Falls and mom's right there. Oh my God, are you okay? Uh. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see as much helicopter parenting in the UK as I do over here. But I mean, I was only over there for a year. I didn't see it all. But from what I could tell, there was a lot of young kids out by themselves doing their own thing. Hmm. Imagine that kids doing what they need to do, learning things on their own. What a concept. We need to bring that back. Anyways, uh, continue what's going on. I I'm want to hear. Right, so I started watching this documentary about 10 girls aged 8 to 10. They were put in a house by themselves. Only the cameraman can interact with them if, you know, if need be. There's an adult there, but for the most part, there's no adult supervision. The adults are not going to interact with them. The kids have to fend for themselves. They're given food, they're given any, like, hygiene things they may need, they're given beds, they, they have everything, they just need to live by themselves for five days. Only five days, take care of yourself for five days. At eight to ten, that's a long time, could you imagine being left alone for five days at eight years old? I know if I was left alone at age eight or ten, I would probably get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So these girls, they, they immediately get in the house and they immediately destroy it. They are running around, they find paint, so they start painting flowers on the wall, paint their names above their beds, they're, they're going crazy. They go into the fridge, find candy, find um, whipped cream, they, they're just like eating all the sugary stuff that they can have, jumping on the trampoline, just having the time of their lives. A couple hours later, like dinner time, they have regret their decisions and are now cleaning the house, scrubbing the walls, <laughs> trying to fix everything. They're, they're by themselves. There's no adults there to tell them th to do this. They're, they're eight-year-old girls, and they have gone from, oh my gosh, I have all this independence, to I need to clean this up now. <laughs> Is that something you did as a kid? I, I'm assuming you probably... Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much how this whole, like, show goes is it's them making decisions that an eight-year-old girl would make and then regretting it because oh we made a mess how could we do this <laughs> so so you're saying like a typical woman oh, yeah. this can't they always change their mind like they <laughs> like guys change their underwear just yes. like all the time it's, okay. it's very typical girl it's these these girls are at that age where they're, they want that independence, but they don't know what to do with it. And they're still trying to mimic their parents. They're still trying to clean. They're, they're trying to take care of themselves to a point. And I say they're doing a pretty good job. They, some of them even step up to the plate and cook meals for each other at eight years old. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> okay, so I guess that the the girls documentary now i have more though about There's the girls more about the girls oh god okay so the girls at first they're like best friends right and the whole show is them going between oh my gosh we're best friends oh my gosh i hate you oh my gosh we're best friends oh my gosh i hate you <laughs> that's 
that's all they do is they go back and forth. And then at one point, they're even, the girls are talking to each other and they're like, why do you hate me? And the other girl's like, I don't remember. <laughs> Can we be friends again? <laughs> wow. Okay. Is there anything more? It just, it brought up so much memories of myself being an eight-year-old girl and having all those emotions of... <laughs> having fights with your friends and then being best friends the next day or (laughs) making a mess in your room and then regretting it because (laughs) you need to clean it up (laughs) yeah i can understand that because i can't leave a plate out without you getting all (laughs) mad but okay so now we're gonna move on to the guy uh the guys i'm sorry boys i'm assuming that they're punching each other in the arms and farting in each other's faces be wrong and you would definitely assume that the boys the boys are just gonna go in there and make a mess and not regret it right but that's not what happens so the boys they go in there they destroy the house more so than the girls they find the paint they paint on the walls but they're also throwing food on the floors they drop ramen noodles on the floors they're staining the carpets like the cleaning crew after the show is gonna (laughs) have to go in there in hazmat suits they're not gonna get it clean ever that house is gonna have to be burned because these boys fuck it up so badly that's awesome just like guys But a few hours later, the boys are scrubbing their walls clean too. They regret their decision. They want to clean as well. They're not. They're not men yet, because men we regret nothing. <laughs> but unlike the girls, the boys, like within the first day of being left alone, have to establish a leader. The girls at no point established <laughs> a leader. Boys sit down, have a vote of who's going to be the leader. <laughs> wait, wait, really? <laughs> yes. This- they had to have a leader. So I guess leader. the boys had to have an alpha. Yes, of course. They had, <laughs> and they had a whole pecking order of, okay, you're going to be the ones that clean because you're the lowest on, there on this pecking oh order. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I would never let that happen to me mm-hmm. because, yeah, I'm not going to listen to someone that's the same age or younger than me. No way. Especially at that age, no. <laughs> Okay, so got any more to talk about the boys? They had a. That's that's about it. They were just they they were pretty similar to the girls, other than they were just more rambunctious, a little more violent towards each other. They actually had to have the camera crew step in so that they weren't breaking the windows of the house, but <laughs> it all went about the same. Okay, so they got their board card or their main card back because they had a be stopped to do stupid things i'm about it <laughs> all right so since we heard what you've been doing <laughs> during this whole coronavirus thing we talk about what i've been doing i've nobody cares of course nobody cares <laughs> i i want to say i took the opportunity to try to work with new models i have met at least four models that i have never met before and i enjoyed it so much because it's just these new people to work with to me it's like i don't know having a new canvas a new way of doing photography or taking photos you know because it's a new personality a new i like i like meeting new people and they've all been very amazing very nice very very fun to work with but like different you know yeah it wasn't any weird uh anything weird or anything but everyone's been really good and this one uh one cosplayer that i was working with she is very uh 
paid attention to the details of her costumes really well. And her name is Erica. And I met her, then I met her fiance, and then I even met her father, all in this span of doing a shoot for a couple hours. And it's funny is that... You're getting close to that 10 people in a crowd roll. <laughs> There's four of us, okay? <laughs> There's four of us. And we were shooting out in Ivor City, and one of the weirdest things was that she'd walk in and she'd wearing like these like hoof or, you know, like cow feet, like... <laughs> footwear and we're walking and i just all of a sudden say yo stop she's like what what's going on i'm like do you hear that it's silent i heard the only thing i heard was you walking and me dragging my photography equipment it, it was so weird that it's so like silent and quiet you know especially in ebor there's always something going around but like there's no cars i mean there's people but like it's just so desolate <laughs> I love that. That's a lot of, like, I love urban exploration. I love going places where people just aren't or people haven't been around. And it's really sad that all of this is going on, that we can't leave our houses. People are getting sick. But at the same time, it's really beautiful to see what life is like when you aren't in an overcrowded city and when people are respecting nature a little bit more. To me, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird because I feel like it's like some kind of apocalypse, <laughs> whether it's like zombies or yeah, but that's all you watch. You love zombie apocalypse stuff. <laughs> I mean, look, I am a fan of The Walking Dead, The Fear of the Walking Dead. Then there's the new show that's coming out pretty soon called Walking Dead Beyond the World or whatever. You even got me in on Z Nation now. <laughs> yeah, but Z Nation is. Is like Walking Dead, but it's a lot more comic bookish, or like that that they add the whole sci-fi channel cheesiness to it, and I love it. <laughs> you know, it's got a cool concept of where we're at right now, and I appreciate that. You know, but yeah, so what? Uh, I like watching zombie apocalypse movies. I also like watching the Mad Max movies. You know, <laughs> that's post-apocalyptic world. You know what I mean? I even read a book series about post-apocalyptic stuff. So sue oh, me. So cool. <laughs> Not really. It's just, it's interesting. You know, it's something that uh, fascinates me. It's, I like to see how people will react when the the normacy is gone. You know, like government and think that you normally would do like all laws or everything is gone. You know, it's kind of I don't know. To me, it's kind of like you actually see the actual person what they will do you know are they gonna help people are they gonna hoard stuff you know could you, people become unpredictable i'm just saying it's a something interesting to me it i is. it definitely is so that's one thing i've been really liking about this is I mean, the best part about the you know social distancing or whatever i did a shoot on saint patrick day and i left at five o'clock there was no traffic on the highway crossing the bridges i was so happy about that it's like i'm like wow this is like sunday afternoon traffic all right this is awesome and those of you who don't know when you travel into tampa either going northbound into Tampa from St. Pete on 275. That bridge is always backed up for no apparent reason. It takes you at least 40 minutes to get through. Why? Because people are idiots. And yeah. And same thing in the afternoon when you're dealing with the rush hour traffic. Trying to get through downtown Tampa from I-4 just to 
get to the Howard Franklin Bridge. But once you get past downtown and you get past uh, all the exits and you hit that bridge, it's smooth sailing into St. Pete because they know how, what they're doing here. I don't know. Driving into Tampa, our IQ drops. Driving into St. Pete, our IQ goes up a little bit. What are you laughing about? As a St. Pete native, I understand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I've been enjoying working with these new people. I'm a little behind on this, uh, all the photo shoots and whatnot, but I'm trying. I'm only one person. I got to do a lot. I started a new jo- uh, day job, too, so I'm working on it. And, you know, I also have to come home, hang out with you, uh, eat dinner, Got to play some video games sometimes because I don't like being on a computer all the time either. I go a little nuts. So, yeah. I get the the going crazy being on the computer all day. That's all I can do right now because I can't even go into work to do my normal job. I don't even know how you're doing it. Maybe that's why you're watching these weird documentaries. About- I, I had to bring my work computer home. That's the worst feeling of seeing the thing that should be at work. It should be left in the office. Never, never invade my house. And it has invaded my house. I don't like it. Yeah, you got like a, a cord that runs from our internet like throughout the house just so you can have... <laughs> the internet connected directly to your computer <laughs> it's a little it's the uh, only way i can run those really high-tech programs <laughs> i'll just say it's a it's a little bit uh, of a hassle but you get used to it after a day or two <laughs> i don't know like i said just been doing some working with new people you'll see the stuff as it comes out some of it is already out so if you check my social medias i'm either tagged in them or whatnot but some of those photos are out I'm going to continue working on some stuff. I don't know what Lizzie's doing. It's probably going to watch weird documentaries about demonic babies or something. Play I, some Stardew Valley since I can't play Harvest Moon. Yep. Boring games. <laughs> Anyways, this is uh, the Less Is Made podcast, and I am glad we did this episode. It was really fun. All right. And until next time, I will see you all. I'm sorry. I can't see you because... You'll only hear my voice, but I will bring you more stuff later. I don't know. But peace out.